Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers and cults. cults. Oh my God. My name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. My name is Tony. My pronouns are he, him. My name is Aiden, and my pronouns are they, them. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? like went to Olive Garden <laughs> and it was me, my mom, my sister, my brother and you I came out of Olive Garden? That's the fucking gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know! I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it... I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. And now, welcome to It's Our Turn Queers and Cults! We're so good at that. It's almost like we're professionals. Um, so <clears throat> it's good to be back. Um, I'm loving having the show, having you on the show more often now that you're not working Saturdays, that you have you finally have the weekends off. Yeah. So lovely to have you here. It is wonderful. All the time. Yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it immensely. Um and I'm and I know that you are too, because you get to spend more time with me, which is always a delight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Feel free to agree anytime. <laughs> <laughs> sure, honey. <laughs> don't, don't call me. Don't call me. <laughs> so how are we doing? Let's check in. How's things? How's life? What's going on? Doing great. Yeah. Doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Yeah. Tell me every little thing. Tell me about it. Stood. What is that from? <laughs> uh, Greece. Oh, yeah. You, you call yourself a gay. <laughs> Oh, get out. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> I'm a homosexual. <laughs> Who doesn't know what Greece is? I, um, mean, I know what Greece is. You know, <laughs> funny thing saying? about that is... Uh, about I know Greece? Uh, yeah, or... So, when I was a kid, we used to watch Greece, like, religiously. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, I used to use Greece... Re- I mean, watch Greece religiously. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite... And I, my favorite song of the whole thing was Hopelessly Devoted. Me... Too. I mean, I love a good ballad. You know. Yeah. Like, oh. come on. We were queer, right. honey. No. From the very beginning. No a Speaking of hopelessly devoted, I'll just sing it for you now. If you don't know, <laughs> yeah. if you haven't heard it, <laughs> you know what? That's what's going to be on our break. We're going to listen to hopelessly devoted. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. I really like the Glee version. Well, okay. Now because I believe, now I believe that you're gay. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, it's about uh to. You know, two gay lovers in the Glee, oh. if you haven't seen Glee. Oh, is it? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that the end of your story? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's a wrap. Thank you for coming. Uh, this was, has been It's Our Turn, Queer and Cult. I was wondering what the punchline was. With Aiden Apparently there wasn't one. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm a little sad. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> My brain's not working very well. Depression. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes oh. I cry. <laughs> I think that's a song too. Um, um, yeah. Um, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh good. <laughs> when I meant to stay. <laughs> um, I have. Uh, yeah, life is life. Life is good for me at the moment, and I just recently went through. I don't know if I talked about this last week. I went through and like cleaned and organized my entire house for the first time in my entire fucking life. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw it, and it was beautiful. It's beautiful, right? Gorgeous. It's, it's nice. Like I got a couple shelves and did some rearranging and got rid of stuff and put everything mm-hmm. away. And now everything has a place. And I'll be damned if that didn't actually help my mental health. Oh yeah. Like, everyone says it. Oh, just clean and organize. Which, don't get me wrong. Anybody that tells you just clean and organize probably doesn't have the level of, like, trauma or depression that whoever they're telling it to has. You know? And just clean and organize is something realistic that they can do. It's not that easy, you know? Right. I just happened to be in a manic episode and was able to direct it towards. Yeah, that. we love. <laughs> you know, we, we love, we love manic. a good manic episode. <laughs> yeah, we love it. <laughs> Get so I much done. That, I love that episode. <laughs> <laughs> By episode, I mean manic. It's my favorite episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's been like, I I was telling someone that recently that, so I've just I've realized finally that there is. When you have trauma, when you have PTSD, when you um, you you have a, like it's it's peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. That's just how it. That's just how your life is now. You know, like there's no like. Pardon me. I've been trying my entire life to like level out, and that's not real. I'm not going to level out. I'm going to have peaks and valleys, and I can definitely work harder to um, manage those peaks and valleys. And uh, know when they're coming, you know, Yeah. so that I can prepare for them. So I, I told my friend I've been reframing this instead of saying good times and bad times, I say or like even peaks and valleys, something like that. I say I'm just um, I'm stocking up for winter. So when I have a, a, a high or a manic or a, an up kind of period of time, I just reframe it in my brain to say that I'm I'm just stocking up for winter. So I clean my house, I reorganize, I, you know, buy the shelves, I put them together, I put everything, I get everything put away, I find a place for everything, I get everything as cleaned and organized and prepped and ready, I stock my shelves with food, you know, canned food that can be, you know, just something that I can easily prepare meals, I put, you know, I I get everything stocked and ready that I can, because I know that it's going to kind of like go down a little bit and I'm going to have less energy and I'm going to feel not as good about life and that everything that I'm doing is going to become more difficult. Mm-hmm. And I know that that period is coming and I'm, it's okay. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I understand it's part of how my brain works now. So I'm just stocking up for winter so that I can yeah. make it through winter as easily as possible and as comfortable as possible. Right. And then go back into 
you know, springtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. It does help, actually. It helps the... When you are in a depressive... Uh, when you're when you're depressed and you have a period of depression that's really bad, you have, like... If your room's clean, it really helps. It, it does. It, like, eases it, almost. Yep. Or if you have somebody who will uh, come over and help you organize or yes. whatever, that helps. You know, yes. like helps a ton to have your space organized and clean when you're depressed. I was talking about this. Who was I? I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but we were talking, they were talking about kids and how, you know, how challenging it is to raise kids and, and how um, we were talking about how that like, just because your parent doesn't mean that your mental health automatically fixes, you know, and that sometimes you need breaks like you need breaks from children. We were talking about how you need breaks from people in general across, you know, partners, coworkers, and then also they were saying children. You know that like just because someone comes into your life does not automatically mean you all your mental health just like dissipates. You know, you still have to have breaks from people. You have, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Of contraire, I yeah. Feel like, <laughs> in fact, <laughs> people bring a lot of fucking issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, and so they were talking about how, like, you need those people to, like, drop your kids off with for a little bit. You need that two-hour break. You need that vacation or whatever. And I said, I was like, I said, that's what the term it takes a village actually means. It's not like, you know, it takes a village to, you know, whatever. Like, I, yeah. I you know, I don't remember. I said, but it, like, you, it takes a village because everyone has, Everyone needs a break. Everyone needs help in mm-hmm. that in that sense, and that's how I feel about um, mental health and just community in general. Like it, it, it. I wish that it wasn't so, quote unquote, frowned upon to ask for help. See, that's I was just thinking about like the, I feel like society in America specifically. Is, or the United States. I don't, I'm trying to stop saying America because that would be like all of America. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to so they, so, but in you in the U.S. It's very like it is frowned upon to ask for help. Yes, it is. And but in other uh, countries, it's very it's very common to have community and yes. like raising a child. You're not the only one raising that child. Nope. You got your whole family. You got people right alongside you helping yep. raise that child. You and got Shirley across the street that comes over every yeah. Wednesdays and and plays you know cards with your kids so that you can drink wine yeah. and forget. <laughs> yeah, it's not frowned upon <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, to, exactly. Like you don't even have to ask in most no, situations. No. To, Shirley shows up whether you want her to or not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's like, there with the casserole the, and everything. Absolute, yeah, precisely. Yeah, <laughs> you're uh, absolutely right. Like it, it, it. I was thinking the same thing that in other countries, it, like in other cultures, community is just mm-hmm. part of life. Yeah, it's not something, and it you should cert- be. Yes, agreed. Because we, I mean, you can't expect like humans. I feel like human beings at our very core are community driven. Yes, um, and this whole weird. A toxic independence thing that we have going on is Ooh, I just like that. toxic independence. Yeah, is ridiculous. It is. It. It. But that's the thing. And damaging. Though, it. It. It's so damaging. So damaging. That's the thing, though. That like, you know, we've we've said this before. That like, mentally healthy people don't benefit. You know, the people who are controlling society. You know, like, mm-hmm. like mentally healthy people don't bring money into. You know, oh, so people people who have really good self worth don't make 
cosmetic companies money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like that, that people, yeah. it, it, you have to feel bad about yourself to be benefiting mm-hmm. so many of these oh, businesses yeah. and corporations and, For sure. and, and society in general. Cause if you have, if you have independence from these things, if you have self-worth, if you realize you don't, you don't need material things as much as they tell you you do, then all of a sudden you're, you're not benef- you're not giving money back to them. You know, mm-hmm. you're not spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on yeah. cosmetics. You're not, you know, uh it's kind of like it's kind of like when it started uh the whole women shaving their bodies things started in the 1900s. It was not that long ago. And it was, it was a capitalist gain. Yeah, it was a razor company. Yeah, a razor company wanted to sell razors, so they're they like started... how are we going to how are we going to sell more? Let's mm-hmm. let's uh let's call these let's Let's put a model on the stage with no hair on our body and be like, this is perfection. Yep. If you have hair on your body, ew. Yep. yep. Now buy our now razors. buy our razors <laughs> to shave off that disgusting, disgusting hair. <laughs> Make yeah. us rich. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. It's so ridiculous. And, and, and it works because, you know, they, we don't create a society that, that um, encourages mental health. And then, but then we use that lack of mental health to, to get you to buy into all these other things, yeah. you know? But you're absolutely right. I think that I wish that that was more common that like we did have a community so that when I'm not doing well, you're you're there to, yeah, you know, like help me through my difficult times. And then when that, you know, when when I'm when you're not doing well, I am, you know, like and it's just that 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 community support happens and I'll cook for you when you can't cook for yourself and you can clean for me when I can't clean for myself and we just Mm -hmm. all help each other in that way. And it, that's how you actually make it. That's how you're actually successful. Yeah. You know, you can't, you genuinely can't do it all on your own. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) if you think about it though, we're, we're almost forced to be selfish and so that we can survive in this, in this specifically this country because you have to constantly think about yourself and how am I going to make that money and what am I going to do? Uh, and it like create, it like just desensitizes people. Well, and it's this, <clears throat> I don't, it, it, it's the self perpetuating cycle where, you know, like society encourages you to be independent and only think about yourself and everyone's out to get you. So then you kind of pull into yourself and then you don't trust anyone. And so then you have to do it all yourself. And the only way you can do it all yourself is by <clears throat> taking advantage of other people, mm. you know, in the ways that you have to, to mm-hmm. survive. And so then you do that. And then the, the person that you're taking advantage of thinks you're an asshole. So they become more independent and start, you know, like, and it starts that vicious cycle of survival. Mm-hmm. And everyone's in survival mode thinking that everyone else is out to get them. Because they usually are. And then when you add people who are actually bad, you know, into that or people who actually have nefarious intentions, you add that into the mix. And then everyone's just like, well, everyone is out to get me. So this is what I have to do. And then you, you know? got and then you got these uh, you got the rich full their pockets full of uh, coins getting ready to throw stones at the prostitute who's trying to eat. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, exactly. Because let's put the focus on these other people who are destroying society, yeah. quote unquote. Like you're the reason why she has to make, she's got to make money. She's yeah. got to eat. She's got to feed her children. Yeah. 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 She's like, we're, 
you're the reason that these that these people are in these like that people are in these situations and yet we're still not blaming them you know yeah yeah <clears throat> i mean that's how religion works like not to like not to like you know have this like awkward segue but i mean that's it's the same structure yeah it's the same structure that let's just create this big guy in the sky and then keep everybody looking at everybody else and not themselves while we tell you that by looking at everybody else, you're actually looking at yourselves. And if you just keep that lie going, then you never have time and then keep you so busy you can't ask questions. Like that right there. That mm -hmm. That's it. That's the, the basis of so many toxic religions. Yeah. <clears throat> I did think of a... Uh... The other night, I did think of a really good band name. Yes. Uh, Mary Magdalene and the Stoners. <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> That's horrible and hilarious. <laughs> That's such That's a good... I would, I, I would go see them. <laughs> Honestly, they're probably playing this weekend. You know? <laughs> you know when, knowing in Humboldt County, like, there probably, there probably is a band. Yeah. Called Mary probably, Magdalene Stoners. Mary Magdalene and the Stoners. <laughs> I kind of love that, actually. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'll be the the opening act, the front person for that. <laughs> okay. Um, sounds sounds good. So now that we've solved all the world problems, now what? Yeah, I don't know what to let's do. Go to the spa. <laughs> <laughs> let's reward ourselves <laughs> and go buy something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and contribute to materials. I'm just kidding. I buy things <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But yeah, let's we're gonna talk about superstition a little bit. Yeah, we were gonna right? talk about superstition. And so I was yeah, I was thinking about that, like how I was thinking about so I mean, basically toxic re religion, you can argue, is kind of all superstition. Mm -hmm. Um so then I was thinking about, well, what does what did our religious society, our religious environment, what do we view as superstition? And then <clears throat> how ironic was that? <laughs> you know? Because uh, we, I mean, we viewed superstition as witchcraft. That's what we, that's what we called it. Yeah. You know? It, it's almost like, so growing up, you would hear, if you heard the word superstition, yes. you would think of like witchcraft. Yep. Um, and you would have your pastors and your churches and people in the churches tell you, don't be superstitious. That's that's baloney. You know, you're you're a child of God. Um, meanwhile, uh, there'd be a dead crow but, uh, on our front door and. Oh my God! It was an omen. Yeah, the devil is out to get me. I gotta, I gotta pray for the hedge of protection around my, <laughs> around my house and my children. Oh my God! That is just. Did I trigger you with hedge of protection? I, yes. <laughs> the irony is like, oh, superstition. Don't believe those witches and those casting yeah. spells. No, get, go get that anointing oil and anoint oh the door frames. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's not. Go get that extra virgin olive yes. oil. Just. Coat the house. with cinnamon and the <laughs> herbs, you yeah. know, from Jesus. Oh my gosh! And and go and go anoint yourself. So get pray. your prayer cloth real quick. Uh huh. Uh huh. Go find. Go to your altar. Let me tell go you. Late, kneel at your altar. There was once upon a time that my room had oil all over the way. Actually, still <laughs> for very different reasons. <laughs> Fun fact: you can still find oil on my walls. <laughs> Now it's just called lube. 
Like we, I call it "quote unquote" anointing oil. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me ready for my day. Um, but yeah, I'm I, on my knees all <laughs> the time. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh I yeah mean, honey let me tell you i'm on my knees more now than i was in church you know what i'm saying okay okay see before i was afraid of penetration <laughs> now <laughs> i welcome it i let that gospel just penetrate me <laughs> morning noon and night <laughs> we're going straight to hell i'll see you when i get there the good yeah. one yeah the good the good hell <laughs> the good hell the good place um th- this is the bad this place <laughs> <laughs> um so what was I saying? Oh, oil. oil. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> yes. I remember when I moved out of one of my apartments, that, like, um, you know, I moved in there as a Christian, moved out as a heathen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it like, I remember, like, having to, wa- like, wash the walls because you could see the, like, the places where, you know, every time I fucking had a gay thought, which was often, <laughs> it was sure. just, you know, grab the fucking olive oil and anoint all the walls and all the door frames, door frame, door frames. Mm-hmm. And my head and my feet and the the ground and the I don't know like open up the door and splash it outside a little bit you know like I'm surprised we didn't like slaughter a lamb and spread the blood across the door frame. The only reason we didn't is because we taught we were taught that Jesus was the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, if we were some other some random sect, I wouldn't put it past people. You know, I was talking about that. I was talking about that with this whole fucking ridiculous debacle with uh, that. F- I don't. Listen, we normally we mm-hmm. talk about toxic religion because we know we that all, all religions we know that all not all religions are bad. Not all religions are to- it's toxic. But that fucking dumbass pastor in Ferndale, <laughs> I just can't be oh. nice about it. I can't <laughs> be nice about him. Yeah. Um uh fucking putting on a sign that, you know, beware drag queens. Yeah. It like <clears throat> we were taught and just on these people who are violent who have been like violent against mm-hmm. queer people and drag shows and stuff. You know, some pastors will talk about anything uh, but Christ. For fucking real. For, oh my God, yes, yes. But uh, let's let's discuss. Um, but the, what was I going to say? That, oh, that like our church didn't encourage violence. Our particular like brand, our pastor didn't encourage violence. But... If we did, or if we were, st- if our church was still active in this time, you know, that pastor was still active now, mm-hmm. I 100% wouldn't put it past him to encourage violence. Oh, yeah. You know, like we would have eventually got there. Yeah. And that's the scary thing for me is that. I mean, you, <clears throat> like you can, you can see um, Christianity in the U.S. evolving. Yes. Especially the past few years, evolving into something almost, I mean, I saw this comparison between, um, it was just a subtle comparison between uh, Christians in the U.S. today and uh, the Taliban. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my God, their ideologies are like a mirror the reflection same. of itself. Yeah, I was going to say that I would almost argue that <clears throat> they're not evolving as much as digressing they're they're like going yeah. back to what christianity quote unquote started as which was just fucking get rid of everybody that doesn't agree with that murder kill yeah like like 
get rid of literally get rid of anyone and everyone that doesn't think the way we think. Yeah. Like that's how it started. And cry about a Starbucks cup. Fuck. I just Boo hoo. <laughs> I just can't I just can't fathom. Speaking of superstition, like I can't I was raised in that environment. Like I know how absolutely outrageous and unhinged some of our thought processes were. Mm-hmm. And I still thinking from those perspectives go, I don't know why the fuck you care about a cup. Like, calm the fuck down, Susan. Like you just literally screamed at someone. You, you know, screamed at your children. You, you know, like ab- ab- abused your, you know, husband on the way to work. And then come in and scream about a, a coffee cup and then claim that you're the one that's going to heaven. Yeah. You claim that you've got it right. You claim that like because you, you know, because you have bangs and, and said thank you, Jesus, this morning that you're <laughs> you bangs that you're going to heaven. You know what I'm saying? That you're the one that's in the right. Yeah. Like I feel like I know this, Susan. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we all know we all know we this, all know Susan. Susan. <laughs> but like you if you took Susan's behavior, if Susan walked in to someone with, you know, like heavy eyeliner, a rainbow flag on their jacket, colored hair, you know, like a mohawk and whatever they think that is sinful, you know, a shit ton of tattoos. And they were saying verbatim what Susan was saying, Susan would be casting the the devil out of them. And that's The thing that blows my mind is that it has nothing to do with behavior and all about, like, the... the, Self-righteousness? Yeah, just the, like, the, um, you know, the... What's the word I'm looking for? The, like, the appearance. You know, as long as I prayed from... As long as I prayed this morning and read my scriptures... Entitlement? Yeah, and did... and, and, And... Gave my money to Jesus and Stupid. go to church on Sunday. Stupidity. Am I getting there? Yeah, yeah, you're getting closer. <laughs> much, much closer. As long as you did the things, you don't have to. You don't have to be a good person. Yeah. you just have to do the things. Oh yeah, my my uh my uh father used to mention that a lot. Like he he hid he hid behind his salvation, like oh, hard absolutely. because he was he's. I, can't, I haven't seen him in a long time. And I haven't really talked to him, so I'm not sure if he's changed. But I. Guaranteed, he probably hasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, but wow, what yeah. a terrible, just nasty human being. Yeah, who hides behind his quote salvation. Um, yep, and just thinks he's gone straight to the Lord of and getting a beautiful mansion in the heavens above. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just because he because he's you know sanctified in the mm-hmm. blood of Christ. It's like okay, yeah. The amount of times we've talked about this, how my dad would teach Sunday school, shake everybody's hand, everyone would just absolutely adore him, think he was the best person, you know, he was the assistant pastor. We would no sooner close the car door, and he would immediately start yelling at everyone, all of us, just, and he would just yell and scream the whole way home, driving mm-hmm. home, and then he would just throw fit and yell and scream and treat everyone like trash, yeah. be absolutely awful, and then we'd load up in the car and go right back to church, and he would... Turn it back on. Be yep. just, you know, praising and singing and, mm-hmm. you know, jumping up and down a church and just being the perfect little Christian. And I was like, you don't, you don't see this? Yeah. Like, you're not, are you not watching the same show I'm watching? <laughs> Did, are we on the same channel here? Because you're horrible. <laughs> you know, like, you are, 
And so how confusing it was as a kid to read about sinful behavior and then see my father exhibit that behavior and then have him tell me that he's a Christian. You yeah. know, that, that it was just like so confusing. It just, yeah. And I feel like, like I, I'm trying to, you know, when we talk about these things, I like to remember back when I was a Christian, like real, I was a real devout. We were, I feel like we were both real devout Christians at one oh, point. Yeah. 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 Um, and there was a lot of negative behaviors uh, that I remember. Um, but, you know, there was a time when I still used a, a bit of critical thinking, which I feel like is what actually saved me for the most part. Now, I just want to clarify, critical thinking isn't the same as intrusive thoughts. No. <laughs> when you're thinking critically about yourself, Tony. <laughs> no. Because I've used critical thinking in the past, too, and just recently realized <laughs> that was more like being analytical, not all the horrible things I was saying about myself. No. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> now, when you say critical thinking. I think what I mean is like questioning certain things. I yeah. Uh, that I know what critical thinking okay. actually means. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me uh, let me let me clarify this for you. <laughs> well, okay, now that I understand where you are in this, let me break this down. Critical C R I. But there was a lot of. I feel like one of the things that really keeps you in this. First of all, if you think that you're sanctified in Christ, right? When you're as a believer, no matter what you do, you're going to heaven because you have you yes. have sanct you're sanctified. Yeah. Um, however, there is like this idea of conviction of the Holy Spirit, which is usually you're just full of triggers today. Fucking like, <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> that fucking shield of prayer and 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 and, and uh, conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Ooh, which about to have a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, you know, the conviction of the Holy Spirit was on our terms, right? Yeah. So finish your thought, cause I, but I have a question, though. No, go ahead, because you don't, you I'm don't, losing You it. don't actually have thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of superstition, what do you think the conviction of the Holy Spirit was? Like, re like realistically. Because I don't think it was real. I don't think No, that... I, think, I think the conviction of the Holy Spirit was just... I don't... No, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll give my answer, then you can think about yours. Uh, so I kind of so you know I I I tend to be I tend to be more agnostic, whereas I think there's something out there, but I don't particularly I don't think it's like God or Jesus or any one thing. I think I you know I refer to the universe and energy, and so. Mm -hmm. I think there's something out there, but I have no idea what it is. And so I think because people have, and I also believe in past lives and reincarnation. So mm -hmm. I feel like that we bring in our lessons from our past lives into our current ones. And because it's the only way that I can reconcile like inherent moral um, direction, you know, and why do I feel bad about something? Um, when I've never been taught that it's bad and how do we, 
how do we know that stealing something i mean i also know that there's like societal implication you know that we're kind of just always being fed information from our environment but so i think that the, like the conviction of the holy spirit is is what we were told was the conviction of the holy spirit was just another yet another way of christians giving credit to god jesus when he didn't deserve it or do it so it's a combination of our like societal um <clears throat> societal uh you know structure what we're learning from observing society as well as just our inherent moral compass um and then people calling that the conviction of the Holy Spirit that, so they could give Jesus credit for something else. Okay. You know, because that's the only way that I can reconcile it. Uh, you know, <clears throat> like, and and that, like, that inherent moral compass, I'm saying, is kind of, like, inclusive of our past lives. Um, uh, just, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I don't know, like, being a queer person, I felt like there were things that I was just a little bit more sensitive to because of who I am, mm-hmm. you know, and rec- seeing things, um, seeing behaviors uh, that maybe other people didn't see because they don't have that queer focus, you know? So <clears throat> that's kind of what I think it is, if that makes sense. Mm. Okay. What do you think it is? What do you, what's, your, what's your thought? Um, I think it's mostly, it could just be compassion. Yeah. Simple compassion or also society has a hand in that. I I can recall a time. So here's an example of a conviction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so like there's a time when I would um, fast and then and then I would be like, oh, so I was convicted by the Holy Spirit and my intentions are wrong in fasting. I must fast this way, not that way. And how about... Fast what way instead of what way? Like, my intentions are wrong. Oh, why so, are you fasting? Yeah, so I'm fasting to get. I should fast for the glory of God instead. Well, both are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> both are uh, still self-centered Yeah. Um, at the end Fast- of the day. Fasting for the glory of God? What the fuck does that mean? Like, what does that mean? No, it's stupid because it you're, is. at the end of the day, you're still trying to gain. You're trying to get something. Yes. That's what you're trying. When you tithe, you're trying to get. You're trying to get blessings from God. You're trying to get, 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 get. Uh, same thing it's when you fast. It's just gambling. It's, it's yeah. a bargaining system. Yeah, it is. It's bargaining. Yeah. That, I never understood when people are like, oh, I'm going to fast to, um, like, refocus. I'm gonna fast so that I can, because I've been I've been too focused on the world and not on Jesus. So I'm gonna starve my body. Yeah, because nothing makes me refocus on something else like when I'm not eating. I can only think about food most of the time when I'm not fasting, and then I deny myself food for 24 hours. All I can think about is food. That's it. I'm not thinking about Jesus. Yeah. I'm thinking about literally anything. Like, I can all of a sudden smell bread from three houses down, you know? Like, it's... Yeah, and I love how the greatest ways to enhance your relationship or get closer to the Lord is self-abuse. What a good, loving God. (laughs) Why is the center exactly what you said? Why is the center of everything that involves Jesus somehow indirectly self-harm or directly self-harm? Why? Why is it? Why is it lay on your face prostrate for, before God? 
Why is it stay on your knees until it hurts? Why is it don't eat anything? You know, mm-hmm. why is it always centered around self-harm? Then we wonder why so many queer people deal with self-harm, deal with mm-hmm. those like, like, I wonder why. Yeah. Because you taught them that the only way anybody would accept them in any capacity is if they were literally debasing themselves in sometimes metaphorical and sometimes real ways. Yeah. And like, it's so sad because we have, there's queer people who, um, me included at the time, was like, I would self-harm my body. Mm-hmm. Um my mind i would do everything i possibly could to get free quote uh from homosexuality because that's a demon and i'm possessed and i gotta i gotta i gotta get that out get that away somehow oh my god i should write a book on all the things i've tried Okay, so, but for fucking real, on a side note, we should we should definitely write a book. And we should write an It's Our Turn Queers and Cults book, and it's got submissions from all of the hosts. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Sounds gonna, wonderful. Yeah, we're, um, being that we're mentally ill people, we need to make money from any and all resources. So, <laughs> 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 so please support us on yes. our book. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. We need to monetize everything. But, yeah, no, it, I was talking to someone one time because... When I think of self-harm, I think of very specific things, which I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to name them. But when I think of self-harm, I think of very specific things. <clears throat> it's kind of like it's kind of like how when I thought of what being gay was, I thought of only um, cis, white, gay men because that's what society tells you being gay is, you know, and then secondary was lesbians. And then I didn't know anything else, <laughs> you know, yeah, like that was right. it because that's especially as of uh, um, as a very sheltered Christian, mm-hmm. I wasn't exposed to anything, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was talk- talking to someone about this crazy, this weird thing that I did as a kid where I would, pardon me, I would, when I was in the shower, I would turn the water all the way to cold um, because I, because I, didn't think I appreciated having warm water enough. Mm. So I would turn it all the way to cold until I was really uncomfortable as long as I could stand it. And then I would turn it back to warm. Ironically, that's great for circulation, <laughs> but <laughs> that wasn't the reason I was doing it. Um, oh, have you ever been to a hot springs? No. I went to this place a couple times with this wonderful, wonderful, amazing person. Um, <clears throat> this was even before I was out. This is still when I was straight you know, and kind of Christian. They would take me to this place called Harbin Hot Springs. It's a clothing optional hot springs place. One of the most amazing transformative experiences I've ever had because it's clothing optional, but there's, it's not sexual in any capacity mm-hmm. at all. In fact, you can get kicked off the grounds if you make sexual advances to someone Yeah, um, in the clothing optional area because uh, <clears throat> it's, their top priority was keeping it safe. Mm-hmm. And, it was just, there's just something magical about everybody being vulnerable in a space, not being able to hide behind anything, not your mm-hmm. clothes, not your hair, not your nothing. It's just everyone in their most vulnerable, purest form out there 
sitting in hot tubs talking to each other. It was beautiful. But anyways, one of them made me think of that because they had cold. They had like really cold springs and they had hot springs and they had like every temperature in between. Oh, that's so cool. you would like start out in the hot spring and then you would go right into the cold. It was wildly uncomfortable. And then you would warm up to the hot and then you go right back into the cold and it's great for circulation apparently. Hmm. But if anyone has an opportunity, unless it's something that's really difficult for I have mixed issues. As being a survivor of sexual assault, I have mixed issues when it comes to nudity. So sometimes it's healing, sometimes it's wildly triggering. So listen to yourself. Listen mm-hmm. to, you know, like like take stock of where you're at. Listen to what your body and your mind and your heart is telling you in those moments. But if you're someone or you're in a place where you can't experience that, do it. Yeah. It's healing physically. It's healing emotionally. It's healing psychologically. It's a really beautiful experience, and I highly recommend it to anyone. But back to what I was saying. Um, I used to, I was telling them about this, and I was like, isn't that weird? And they were like, that's self-harm. And I was like, what? No, it's not. I was just, you know, I didn't think I, like, oh, I was... Hinder, I was harming myself because I didn't think I appreciated something else enough. Yeah. That's so bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And that's pretty bad, right? And I never once, I would tell people that I was like, oh, I never struggled with self-harm as a kid. I never struggled with self-harm because I didn't do those very specific things that people tell you are self-harm, you know? Mm. And it wasn't for a while that I realized that I self-harm, that was self-harm. And I self-harm by putting myself in very risky like sexual situations, very, very uh, unsafe sexual situations that I didn't even want to be in, but I would put myself in them because I thought that that's what I deserved, one. And two, I thought the only way I could get validation was through sexual experiences. Mm -hmm. And then not till like in the last three to five years did I know that um, unsafe sexual practices is a form of self-harm. Yeah. Didn't even know that. Had no no idea. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just think that that is, pardon me, one of the things that is so detrimental about um, Christianity, toxic religion, is how they encourage so many self-harming behaviors. They encourage so many mentally difficult harming behaviors. Um. And don't ever check in. Don't ever teach you how to be healthy or anything. You know. Yeah. It's 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 really 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 tragic. Yeah. <clears throat> and I uh, at my uh, at Bethel there was this thing called Sozo. I know I've talked about it before, but it's like this inner healing, connect with the Holy Spirit, find inner healing. But you're you're in a you're in a small room with people you don't necessarily know. Um, and you're supposed to just let God happen. And it could be, you could just let it happen. Just Just let let it happen. happen. Just let it happen. Just go ahead and flow through you. Have a panic attack on the floor (laughs) and have, have George and John over you being like George, John, Susan, Sharon, like Bethany and 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 <laughs> Uncle George screaming at you all at the same time because you're having a breakthrough. 
what's really a panic attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's happened so many times. <laughs> so many times. So many times. So many times. Yep. Holy shit. There was one time I went in for a sozo. A what? It's called a sozo. It's a, it's an acronym for something. I can't remember what it's called, or what it's the <laughs> acronym or the yeah. What what S O Z O S O S O S O Z O yeah. I'm gonna think about what that means. Yeah, think about that. Uh, so we would go in, and uh, now my thing was I had a I had difficulty. I still had difficulty with uh, masculine presenting. Um, yes, people mm-hmm. usually men. Like when I go into a, a room, like usually cis men. Yeah, cis oh, yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go into a room, and <laughs> small room, I got two. I got two men sit, sitting on the couch, and now they're just awkwardly hands in their laps. Like, all right, so uh, what do you want to do today? And I'm like, I don't know. Find healing. Now, my whole goal at the time, literally, my biggest goal um, throughout my entire Christian experience. Was Sorry. to become straight. Oh, I thought you were going to say was to suck their dick. <laughs> <laughs> I walk this into is... this room and I see two men sitting on a couch with their hands awkwardly folded in the lap. My whole goal. <laughs> These were different was... times, okay? <laughs> I'm talking to about past, not present. Get on my <laughs> knees in front of them, if you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink. <laughs> Uh, so I go in and uh your whole goal was to be straight. Yes, sorry. Yeah. So you know, they teach you that if you're um in any way homosexual then or, or queer that there's there's usually uh they like to say that there's because there's trauma. You have to, there's some sort of trauma or we got to get yeah. to the root of that because yeah. that is a bad plant that was planted by somebody else mm-hmm. or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got oh, so we got to get that out. <laughs> you had a bad seed implanted. I got it. I had a bad seed. <laughs> Someone put a bad seed in you. <laughs> Aiden. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not my fault. I'm hilarious. <laughs> Someone planted a seed. <laughs> Anyways, <There's>... continue. <laughs> I just so <laughs> so you walked into a room with two men sitting on a couch, <laughs> and you needed their help because someone put seed. In. Are so, we, are we talking to the intro about the intro to a so board? Are I we needed, still talking about So I needed here? them to put their hands on me. <laughs> we're done. I'm, well, it's been nice knowing you people. <laughs> we're, we're, we're out. This is I, <laughs> <laughs> Lay hands on me. So there I am crying on the floor. <laughs> Two men in front of me. One in the front, one in the back. <laughs> Laying hands on me. Getting healed from the inside out. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to deal with that seed. (laughs) That's the opening line to your autobiography. So there I was (laughs) on the floor in front of two men. But they were so they were so courteous though, because they would say, Now how deep would you like me to go? (laughs) How deep (laughs) would you How much of us can you handle? (laughs) 
<laughs> you may <laughs> you, you may feel a little pressure. <laughs> but don't <laughs> This is gonna hurt at first, but if you just let go and let go We used to have safe words. <laughs> if it just got <laughs> too thick. <laughs> oh god. Um <laughs> so, where was I going with that? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> absolutely no idea. You were talking about a sozo, which I still don't know what that means. <laughs> oh my god. So <laughs> I just would be uncomfortable around the man. Uh, yeah. uh so uh, there was one time I waited for a sozo. Mm -hmm. They're sitting there waiting and whatever and I didn't know them. I, I mean I've seen them, uh, but I didn't know them. And they uh they just asked like what I wanted to do with it, and I was like, I don't know, get healed from my my queerness, I guess, right? And then like we were just literally sitting there talking for like two minutes, and then I went, mm, I actually am a little too uncomfortable. I think uh, I don't want to do this. Now, in their minds and in my mind, superstition came in. Yeah, it was like, oh, I don't want to do this because. The devil is telling me not to do it mm -hmm. because God will show up and I'll be healed. Yeah. Even though I've done sozos before. This was yeah. not my first sozo. Um, because, fun fact, it never healed me. Uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Still gay. <laughs> Still very gay. So, um, But yeah, I just couldn't do it with men. I did yeah. it, I've done it with women before. Which is an ironic statement. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will never say again in any sentence whatsoever. <laughs> that is a rare thing you'll hear from me. <laughs> I was going to say that I thought it was always so ironic to me that if I ever needed help or wanted help getting over my queerness, they always sent men to pray for me. Like, what the <laughs> fuck do you think that's going to do? <laughs> Except make me have to, like, like run out of the room in fear because my boner is going to show through my my slacks you know like and some attractive men too i i can recall some like attractive like look say what you want about bethel but everyone there was hot there's some a very attractive men yes in bethel so you're so so i i'm struggling with the demon of homosexuality and your solution to that is to send two to three very attractive men in a small very room. strong attractive close men, the door close the door where fragrances abound <laughs> and have them put their hands all over my body <laughs> all over my tingly sensational hormone raging filled body i'd be like oh i think the demon lives right here if yeah. you want to touch that since for it's me. homosexual demon he lives right here <laughs> in my groin can you anoint that with can oil you anoint <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like you to lay hands on the demon he lives there <laughs> like no no go slow first so slow. <laughs> <laughs> just start out soft and gentle <laughs> <laughs> I think he's coming out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. The demon, it's coming. <laughs> out, the demon's coming out. I mean, not me. I'm not coming out. Nothing else is happening. <laughs> you know what? We need a break. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Jesus, we should probably talk to him for a little bit. Yeah. So. <laughs>
Hi, welcome back. We've prayed. <laughs> we fasted. We sought the Lord. Yes, we are <laughs> sanctified in the blood of Christ. <laughs> the, 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 the Halloween episode, Trixie and Katya, they, <laughs> they like opened it with, I'm bathed in his blood. I'm bathed in his blood. Bathed in his blood. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we're all going to the good place. <clears throat> <laughs> We're all going to the same place, and that's not heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, are you? So, are you? Uh, are you a today's type of Christian, Aiden? What's that mean? A today's type of Christian? Yeah. Oh. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Christian in any capacity. I mean, I don't. Oh. Fault other people for that if you want to be a Christian, but yeah. it's just not my thing. Yeah, it's just not my. I'm a, it's not your juice. No. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> after the prayer meetings we just talked about, I'm thinking about converting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Back, I'm thinking about giving another shot at going straight. You know, <laughs> I've, I was. It's been a long time since I've been in a dark room with some with a couple men laying hands on me. Jesus, I'm starting to feel the spirit right now. <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> I tell yeah. you what. <laughs> I forgot about those prayer meetings. You know, we used to, um, oh, I just thinking about when we had like revivals, we would have like people from out of town come and visit. <laughs> We'd have people from out of town come. <laughs> um, and we would do like prayer meetings before the before the service started mm -hmm. and but they would they were like separate the men and the you know the women would pray and pray in one room and the men men would pray in another room and there would be it was just a tiny this like a tiny room maybe slightly bigger than this and there'd be like a dozen men in there sweaty hot screaming <laughs> it was lovely <laughs> and like this definitely got me in the mood but not for jesus <laughs> you know but uh, yeah and i was just like what were they think i just don't it's so funny to me that like <clears throat> if you talked about these situations without saying that they were prayer meetings or church or something like that mm -hmm. you legitimately sound sound like you were writing like an erotic queer fantasy you know, like put a dozen men in a tiny room in the dark and they're all and the voices get louder and louder and the bodies get hotter. And the temperature rises, you know, and you're like prayer meeting, <laughs> <laughs> prayer, Jesus. Ooh. Yeah. Like it's so wild to me how many of the things like the Oh, another thing was it was like we on the, the rare occasions that we would um, like go swimming or go to the river or something like that. It was always like, oh, well, you know, the all of the men change together and all of the women change together. Not that I'm saying that that's, not that I'm saying that uh, <clears throat> whatever. I'm not encouraging anything. I'm just looking back at like my, you know, my situation. Like they just like we don't want you to be queer but we're going to put you in literally every mm -hmm. compromising situation you can possibly imagine mm -hmm. and then but it's not okay to be queer but like yeah you all want to be naked in the same room together no problem mm -hmm. y'all want hot sweaty bodies pressing up against it no problem you yeah. know like oh you need jesus we'll have we'll send over you know 
<clears throat> 10 incredibly attractive people to put their hands all over you. That'll that'll definitely that'll do it. it. Yeah, that'll do it. I mean, it'll do something. That'll do me. It's <laughs> I thought I'll do me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's just it's, so wild to me. Yeah. Um we had like so when I first went to uh Bethel, there's no housing by the way when you first go. Oh, really? So you have to find your own housing. So unless you find housing, which by the way, housing to in Humble County, it's not easy to find. No, um, but <clears throat> you have to either find housing on your. Uh, well, at first, you get to sleep in the gym, surrounded oh. by all, you know, people of the same sex. So mm-hmm. I got, I'm just, I'm sleeping on the floor in my sleeping bag with a bunch of men around me. Just... We there's one shower that we all share, and it's an open gym shower. <sighs> So this uh, fucking starts out like all of my fantasies. This yeah, is how, yeah, all every single. Oh, one I can't of them. tell you how many times I would be taking a shower and I'd just be like, "Oh my god, just control myself." Control yeah, go my... in the corner because stare at the wall, stare at the wall, stare at the wall, stare at the wall. Yeah, don't get a boner. Don't, <laughs> don't get, get a boner. boner. Don't, don't get, get a boner. boner. Hey, don't. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the I'm gonna. You know that scene? It's don't be suspicious. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. That's kind of don't get a boner. Don't, don't get, get a boner. boner. <laughs> don't get a boner. Don't get a boner. Don't, don't get, get a boner. boner. Don't get a boner. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, because you know, most of them did not know I was a homosexual. Half of them probably were themselves. They were. They were all like. <laughs> they were. First of all, I'm sure we've talked about the fact that like I think the percentage. So pe- so we currently, you know, a lot of the general accepted like opinion is, is that like the majority of people are straight and a small percentage are queer or gay, and like I think it's exactly the opposite. Yeah, I, I do think too. a large percentage are queer or gay, and then the smallest percentage are actually so far on the spectrum that they would be closer to like only straight Mm -hmm. you know yeah so fucking it wasn't just you it was probably 50 to 60 percent of you were all interested but no one was able to do anything about it you know yeah i remember one guy uh openly (laughs) told people that i was roommates with him i was a room with like we've ended up finding a house uh but it was like six of us in one house Uh, oh my god it was so bad um (laughs) And one of them, whom oh, he's such a devout man of the Lord, um, he openly stated one day that he would masturbate in the shower at the gym. Like, and we're all like, why the fuck would you, would you say that? that? Why would you say that out loud? Why would you do it and say it? Would, Don't yeah. tell. If you need to, I get it. You need to whack one off, Everyone right? does. We're, it's, yeah, exactly. You got to rub it off. You're... You don't want to get blue balls. Yeah, But, totally. like... In front of just... It, out and where people have to put their their feet there. It's just gross. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. At that point, it's just a fucking nothing sexual like, about that's it. That's a just public gross. People have to walk shower. there. Shower. Yeah. <laughs> we're all in there. We're all in it together. <laughs> yeah. And now we're in it. You know what I'm saying? We're in it. We're stepping in it. <laughs> we're... <laughs> we're... <laughs> <laughs> God... Why would you say that? Like, yeah. do you think it was like a cry for help or just he was so oblivious that he didn't even think about the fact that like, hey, not everyone's straight. And so this is like a thing, you know? I don't want to be rude, but it's not the sharpest crown in the box. <laughs> he just, he, so he was oblivious. He was just like oblivious yeah. to like anything and everything. Oh, yeah. He went from, 
it was it was crazy too because he had his little awakening quote um awakening like during the process of being in Bethel, there was a moment it was like right after first year yeah because he was going to uh, Bethel and Reading the next year mm-hmm. and all of a sudden out of nowhere he just was like depression gone all this stuff gone I'm a man of God and and so devout, like one hundred percent. Like, what did he find drugs? Like, what happened? No, just his his brain finally melted down into a stew. <laughs> <laughs> they got him. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. The transformation was complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it I was. Uh, so, okay, since we're kind of talking about superstition, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the moment where you kind of get to this crossroads where you're either going to fully like fully accept it, believe it, like you're going to like allow your brain to be changed and altered in a way that you can't really go back from or you're going to question everything and start, you know, and that doesn't even necessarily mean that you leave the church right away, but you start like questioning things. Like why can't for us, I'm using my, you know, environment as an example, why can't women wear pants? Why can't we drink wine? Why can't we go to the movies? Why can we watch a movie in our living room that we can't see in theaters? Mm -hmm. You know, like why can't we, what, what is this? Like you either start questioning things or you just accept it as you accept it as this is the reality. And then that's your life forever mm, yeah do you think do you do you do you ever think about like <clears throat> people i think about the age that either like i left the church or the age that so i kind of did both i kind of like fully like dived into it dove mm-hmm. into it i kind of fully dove into it and then also fully came out of it so i i, I felt like i like I felt like I dove into the pool mm-hmm. and was swimming in it. And then life, like, f- I-, I dove into what I thought was a pool and then found out it was a toilet <laughs> and someone flushed it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life flushed it and I was just propelled out the back, you know? <laughs> I, I didn't have any choice. It was like, I was so thrown into this, like, no pun intended, shit storm. Mm-hmm. That I had to question everything because my life was crumbling, mm-hmm. crumbling. Every foundation I thought I had built was gone. Every person I trusted betrayed me. Every, you know, like I was questioning everything. Yeah. And was kind of forced into this position of like, well, if I believe so much in Jesus and Jesus thinks these people are right and they're treating me like utter shit and they've turned their backs on me and they're lying and they're like, throwing me out to the wolves because I don't line up to what they think it like they this can't be right so they either like they either aren't like Jesus or Jesus isn't real you know so <clears throat> I was kind of forced into that but like can you do you think about like people because it's early if you're going to like fully accept it it's like in your early 20s because you have to be married with kids you have they have to marry you off you have to start a family immediately because that's how they quote unquote get you, which I'm sorry. Pardon me. Marriage and families being used as a form of manipulation is one of the most disgusting things. Mm-hmm. Like religions encouraging people to get married as young as possible so that they can't leave mm-hmm. is gross to me. It's so gross to me. One of, you know, one of many things that's so gross, but like, 
what do you do after that? You get married at 21. You have kids two years later, if you're lucky to wait that long. Yeah. And then you both, you know, you have a job and hopefully you get a house or you rent or whatever. And then that's it. You're done. Yep. You've, you've beat the final boss. You've got to the last stage. <laughs> you beat the final boss. Then what do you do now for the rest of the time? Be miserable. Yeah. You just literally do the same thing over and over and over and yeah. over again for years. Yeah, two of my friends in the Bethel experience were so, they were two of my best friends, uh, but they were so, um, they just want to get married so bad, and they did, they got married pretty quick, and I'm just like, why, why Why do that? What's so appealing about that? Like, y'all, y'all are not that, and like, honestly, it was kind of toxic, their relationship, and I'm like, it probably hasn't gotten better. No, it um, doesn't, usually. Yeah. So I'm just like, ugh. Bless their hearts. It's just, it, yeah, I just can't. I mean, I'm not saying that my life, I'm not saying I fucking like traveled the world or did anything like particularly noteworthy. But like, I've also spent the last fucking decade of my life actively, intensely working on my mental health, you know? Yeah. Which is a little exhausting. So. Oh. Oh, it just clicked. So they could have sex. <laughs> That's why they get married so quickly. Yeah. Because you can't have sex before marriage, which is just so weird to me. So weird. Yeah. So weird. But doesn't that just seem kind of ridiculous, like almost justifying? Wouldn't that be wrongful intentions? Wouldn't that be sinful? I just had a memory. I remember the pastor's wife. The pastor's wife is the one that dealt with all the like marriage, relationship, sex things, which we didn't really talk about sex, but the closest we ever did was her. She would talk about it in her Sunday school class, you know, because women couldn't really be pastors, so they got Sunday school classes. Um, uh, I remember her saying that you shouldn't get married to have sex. But if you can't control yourself and you're going to have sex, it's you should just get, to get it's married. It's better to just get married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I remember that Excuse talk. Excuse me? Yeah. If you're so afraid that you're going to have sex, you think it's better to make a lifelong, they called it, a lifelong legal commitment to someone so that you can fuck once and then find out you hate it? Mm-hmm. Or find out you're not compatible? Worse, bound by God. Bound by God. Bound by uh, someone who's probably not real. You know, like, yeah. really? That's your answer? It's just baffling to me. Just absolutely baffling. I mean, what other explanation is there than that they're trying to trap you? Like, that? I mean, like, come it on. Is. It is. It's a, it's a very big Come trap. on. <laughs> yeah. It can't just be like, well, you know... Also, also, if you can just ask for forgiveness, then what makes sin so bad? Fucking go find a room, fuck, and then say, sorry, Jesus, and then go back to living your life. Yeah. I know plenty of Christians who do that every day. I do, Exactly. <laughs> I know plenty of Christians who don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't feel like they need to ask Jesus. For, I just don't understand what makes sin so bad if you can just immediately ask for forgiveness. Yeah. What, you know, 
then they went into the whole like intentions of the heart and God knows your heart and God knows your intentions. Oh so. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And like, oh well, you, if you're just asking for forgiveness to get out of trouble, then it's. You're well, not I got some bad news. If God knows y'all's intentions as Christians, y'all going to hell. <laughs> you can ask for whatever you want. Yeah, it's not going to get you into heaven. You're going straight to hell, my yeah. friend. Yeah, because let's talk about your intention to embezzle. Let's talk about your intention to manipulate. Yeah. Let's talk about your intention to control. And abuse. And abuse. Yeah. Let's talk about your subconscious. Mm. Let's talk about your what you don't know that you're doing or what you are perpetuating or what you know that you're perpetuating, but you've convinced yourself you're not. Mm-hmm. Hmm? And the, justifi- the use of God to justify everything. Shit. I mean, even the whole Bible is basically, it's just men using God to justify their actions. Yeah, or that's what they left in the, the quote-unquote Bible. I mean, have you read the Old Testament? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Was it blessed those, blessed are he who bashes the baby against the rock? Like, what? Holy shit. Like, when they were murdering and killing entire villages and... In the name of Jesus? In the name of, in the name of the Lord. Yeah, because because forgiveness didn't exist then. Jesus hadn't died yet, so they couldn't be forgiven, so they had to be murdered. Only logic. Logic and ration. You know? Yeah. Only logic. Yeah. They weren't born of such How? <laughs> Let me just ask this question. If someone started a business, <clears throat> a school, let's say someone started a school with full on curriculum. Okay. Hundreds of years, this school has been teaching this subject. And then the person, because they could live hundreds of years in this alternate reality, the person who started the school, wrote this curriculum, created this whole way of living, goes, <clears throat> excuse me, um, so I've learned a few things, and I've grown a bit, and I realized that a lot of the things I was teaching were wrong. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make this new curriculum and I'm going to call it the new curriculum. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're doing there. (laughs) (laughs) And we're still going to keep the old curriculum for reference, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we're all going to go by the new curriculum. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's legitimate. You think that people are going to be like, well... Yeah. They're obviously very intelligent because they taught this old curriculum for hundreds of years that we have lived our entire existence by. So they have to be infallible if they've created this new curriculum that counteracts everything in the old curriculum. Mm-hmm. And that that sounds le- that sounds legitimate to you? Yeah. That sounds like a, a an education you want to have. You know, and what's crazy is that you get uh, you, uh, they say that the Old Testament or the Torah always points to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it always points to Jesus. Um, and then you start asking questions, and then you get a pastor from Bethel, very, very rich, very, very famous man, say, oh, he'll say that everything points to the Jesus Christ. Um, and then you'll ask questions about, you know, the murder and all mm-hmm. the abuse that God apparently loves so much mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. And then he'll go, uh, so we have the New Testament now. At the end of the day, if you have questions, just think Jesus. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? Oh. So you can't, So the Old Testament <laughs> was still written by God. 
Yeah. And the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? Is what they it's believe. What they claim. So, uh, not men. I yeah. mean, men wrote it, but they were divinely, they're t- filled with the as, truth, of, truth of God. As according to Jesus, all men are infallible. <laughs> <laughs> the infallible race of men. Yes. You know. And so, yeah. But uh, as soon as you have any questions, that's might be too deep. Well, just just go back to Christ. Just go back to Jesus. Just go back to Jesus. Live it. We're in the so, New Testament now, honey. Don't, don't think about all that. So another example. we don't know either. <laughs> so go on this journey with me. You're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've I been, am. <laughs> you've been teaching for a hundred years. The only way to deal with arthritis is to kill people. Murder them. Arthritis, it's a disease. It will be spread. If you don't kill the people, it'll just everyone will have arthritis. Uh-huh. Whoops, found out it's just a bone thing and you don't have to kill people. They can live f- full lives if you just medicate them. Yeah. That sounds like a smart doctor. No, it sounds like a horrible doctor. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand that science, we learn from science. We learn, like, we uh, maybe medical wasn't the best example. Some of us do. But, but yeah. yeah. But, like, I don't understand how people are like, <clears throat> murder babies, murder innocent people. Uh, yeah, totally. That sounds like a great thing to do. Like, I've decided this is right, so I've decided you're wrong. Get rid of them. Whole generations. Like, like, like legitimately... Like, there are scriptures in the Bible where Jesus is like, I don't like you, so I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your kids. I'm going to kill your whole everything so that it was like you never existed. Mm-hmm. And then a couple couple books later, whoops, that may have been a little harsh. Let's not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I am. But let's wrap it up with revelations. Ooh. I know. I just, like, <laughs> I just don't understand how people are like, yes, that sounds like someone I should believe in. Someone who did something for years and then goes, don't do that because it's wrong. But you just said that was right. No, I'm saying it's wrong. But still listen to it because it's right because I'm I'm never wrong. But you just said you were wrong. I know, but I'm always right. <laughs> yeah. How? How is that? How is that like something they're like, yes, by all means, let's follow you. Yeah. This makes so much sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I I I uh, see when I was a very very devout Christian, I believed in more of a loving version of God, and I would just kind of ignore all of the things in the Old Testament and stuff like that that were just bad, and I would be like, no, He's a God of love, um, and honestly, that did help a little bit because like get me out and deconstruct because yeah. uh, my idea of God was much better than others, like. My mom believes that God's going to come back in a very thunderous fire way, on a chariot, and I, yeah. like and like bring death to all the opposers and everything. And my old belief system was that was quite the opposite. Um, which, by the way, I had way more knowledge of uh, revelations than she did. But anyway, we should talk about revelations whole a whole episode, a whole month. Just talk about revelations. Yeah, we could, honestly. Let's do it. But, um, yeah, and I, I really think that helped a lot to get out of, to, to like, deconstruct. Cause, cause, and I'm so, I, I just get so sick of all these Christians who believe in such a loving God, but at the same time think he's so evil, yet still loving. 
abusive yet still loving. Yeah. See, I so I couldn't reconcile that. Like my brain is my neurodivergent brain is like you can't love and hate at the same time. So like either you're loving God or you're hate hateful God. You know, either you encourage murder and death as a, as a, as a, an option or you don't. Like I couldn't wrap my head around this infallible creature being contradictory. So I, it was hard. A lot. For, yeah. yeah, constantly, all the time. So it was hard for me to really wrap my head around that the New Testament and the Old Testament could simultaneously exist. You know, yeah. Well, with enough manipulation, they can, and they I, I, do, and they do. And like, I, that's the thing is that like I accepted it, but I never understood it. Yeah, ever. Yep. And then now I know why I didn't understand it because it's not, you know, because it's not accurate, and there's a lot missing. And that even if these are historical texts, and we can prove that they're historical texts, they're not complete historical texts, and they're not accurately interpreted historical texts. You know, now I know a lot of that information, mm-hmm. and I know that even. Even if we are, even if we do have correctly or close to correctly interpreted text, we're not reading it correctly. That's the Bible can't just be accepted. Like any historical text, it can't just be as accepted. The word of God. As in as any kind of like unquestionable document. I mean, even even um even uh people of the Jewish faith, rabbis who've been studying the Torah for Thousands of years, scholars, they don't even believe that the Torah is like the literal word of God. They believe it's a lot of stories and like yeah. it's it's uh, impressions and um, ideas and and not they like Genesis. They don't believe that it's actually happened. They believe it's a like a what's it called? Um, where's Annalise when you need her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the Anytime words. I don't know where she's like that, and no, I'm like, yes, yes that's it. It's like, a, it's like a fiction or like an allegory or like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A metaphor. That's yes, metaphor. Was, metaphor. Yeah. That was the word I was looking Thank for. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. No, absolutely. I one of a huge changing point for me was uh, a former roommate of mine is a gay man and also religious studies major, and we were talking about the and I said, so the Bible is basically like. The Bible is just basically like Mother Goose fairy tales, but you know, like there to teach kids lessons, teach moral, moral, some moral issues, to you know, to guide you in like you know, like don't steal, don't hurt other people, like those kinds of things. And I said that's basically what it is, and he was like, yeah. I mean, he goes, you know, obviously that's a very like watered down kind of like basic explanation because basically that's that's what the Bible is is it's this stories metaphors examples of you know moral uh, dilemmas that that this is how to how to teach you how to you know deal with these moral dilemmas it's not something that's supposed to be taken as this as this unquestionable you know word of God that is that is this is how it is you know yeah. Or you get, I mean, you get John who uh, was, who was put on an island, a Patmos, uh, because he was dangerous and cray cray. Yeah. He writes a freaking, and this is not the John or the the one who wrote the new te- or the uh, the Gospel of John. No, this is the this Revelations. Is a, yeah, Revelations, Revelations John is a different John. Mm-hmm. 
Um, at least that's what scholars and historians believe because they're written completely different, like the way it's written. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this this uh, John who was exiled because of his cuckoo-ness um, <laughs> writes something that is extremely – I mean it's very poetic and very like metaphorical and all these I, things. Like an acid trip. Of or he could have been taking too many mushrooms that he yeah, found totally. on the ground and started just – Writing out all the I've been lifted and by the spirit. Oh my gosh! And you know he's probably tripping balls. Yeah, totally. And then, uh, and then you're gonna put it as canon. Which, by the way, Revelations was highly debated to be canon by the original people who put uh, the Bible together. They said it was or wasn't canon. They put they made it canon, so it's a part of the um, New Testament, but. It was highly, highly debated by the uh, by the church that it shouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, um, and another thing, if if the Holy Spirit was so involved in this, why was it debated? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if the, yeah, exactly. If the Holy Spirit, if this was the unquestionable word of God, why did why, you have to think about it? Why so much debate? Why so much debate? <laughs> why did you have to talk about it? Why yeah. did you have to decide what stayed and what didn't? Yeah. It was the unquestionable word of God. It all should have been in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, if it was the unquestionable word of God, why is it different? Oh, my gosh. If it, is it your perspective or is it the word of God? Because if it's your perspective, it's called a story. If it's the word of God, that's the word of God. Like, it's the exact same. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it happened the exact same way, if it came from Jesus, then he knows what happened and he can just tell you to write it. Yeah. Well, let me just quote, uh, let me co- quote Yahweh real quick. <clears throat> In the words of Yahweh uh, to uh, a man named Job. Don't question me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> In the word of God to Job, fuck you. I'll 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 see where you stand. <laughs> I'll do what I want. I'll do what I want. <laughs> How dare you question thy thy holiness? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which really sums up Christianity as a whole. Yeah. Don't Honestly, question. Don't, don't question. question don't question it. Don't, yes. Don't question your pastors. Don't question these people who claim to be prophets and apostles and. That was another problem I had was I just when I've whatever I have like my I feel like the best advice you can give someone is question everything. Yeah. Question everything. All you of know? it. Yeah, like like if All I've, the time. Whenever I've taught any kind of any like you know, if I did a hair class, you know, like I've I was in a hairstylist for twenty years and and if I ever taught a class or you know guest lectured for a class or you know taught anything i was just question anybody that teaches you anything question them ask them why they do it that way why why do you cut hair that way why do you hold the hair that way why do you use this comb why do you use those scissors why do you uh stand that way why do you bend the head that way why do you everything Every question, every single, why do you like that product over that product? Why do you like, uh, you know, that brush over that brush? Why do you hold your dryer? Question everything because that's how you learn. And if, if the reason, 
If they have a good, solid reason for why they do it, they can answer you. And if they can't answer you, then it's either not a good reason or they just haven't thought about why they're doing it. And they need and both of you need to do a little bit more research. But if the word of God was as like solid as everyone says it was, you could question it all day long and never have a problem. It, in fact, it would be encouraged to be questioned. You would want people to question it because it can be proven. Anytime, anytime someone says, don't question me, question them, run immediately. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, we've talked about that. Like the first, one of the first signs of an abusive relationship is don't question me. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first key signs. That is one of the first red flags. Don't question me. Get out <laughs> immediately. Mm-hmm. If someone can answer your question, keep asking it. Yeah. Or realize that you shouldn't even be talking to them. That that that's 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 what bothers me. Mm-hmm. That's what bothered me growing up too was like, why can't I question you? Why don't you have an answer for this? Yep. You know? Yeah. And then using the devil as a fear tactic to keep people from questioning. Because you can't question God. If you do, yeah. that's that's Doomnation. That's blasphemy. You know? Blasphemy. You don't mm-hmm. want to bless me against the Holy Spirit. That's a, that's a one-way ticket to hell, my friend. You can never come back from that. Mm-mm. I feel like most Christians have had panic attacks thinking about that. Oh, I have for yeah. sure. I worried significantly <laughs> yeah. for years every day that I was going to accidentally say a combination Accident- of words. <laughs> yes. You know, that, 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 that uh, someone was going to take words and chop them up like, like a magazine – you know, yeah. ransom note, send them to me, and I was going to accidentally read them out loud and then blasphemy, then I was never going to go to heaven. Yeah. I don't know why I was more worried about that than all the fucking dick I was sucking. <laughs> <laughs> I can just ask Jesus for forgiveness for that one. But blasphemy? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Like I don't know why I was worried about that instead of my several several subscriptions <laughs> to gay porn sites, you know, not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, you ain't going to the good place. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't even find the good place. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I just I I hated I I still hate <laughs> all the all the fear. That Christianity loves to use, specifically Christianity, loves to use other religions use fear too. Fear tactics. Yes. Yeah. Anybody that's controlling or manipulating someone is using fear tactics. Yeah. Love to use fear because it really, it, I mean, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. Keeps people bound. You know, our, our original, you know, kind of like topic, which, you know, we always come in here with quote-unquote topic like we're going to talk about it like we're going to do anything but say whatever the fuck we want mm-hmm. for two hours i already forgot what was our yeah. topic <laughs> superstition <laughs> oh. um uh but our original topic was we were talking about superstition and when you think when someone says the word superstition like we talked about at the beginning you immediately think witchcraft you think um smokes and mirrors and fake and and not real and and you know snake oil and that kind of thing and and if like and and a lot of times i feel like that gets attributed to other things even if you're not a christian and you don't follow christianity or you're not a religious person sometimes that like 
oh, this is fake, it's all fake, it's all fake, gets attributed to witchcraft or other religions or other cultures. And so I don't know if you dealt with this, but when I came out of church, I, for me, and I'm even learning this about myself more, I am, I have like clinical OCD. It's very intense on top of PTSD. So structure for me is wildly important. Routine is wildly important. Even um, a ritual, very important to me. Helps me feel safe, helps my brain understand things, helps me helps my mood and improves my mood if I have routine and structure, even ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, down to the smallest detail. You know, I have my clothes in the same spot. They're in the same on the same hanger in the same position. I have my slippers in the same spot. I eat the same thing for breakfast every day, and it's in the same cabinet. You know, and it, it, every every tiny little detail. <clears throat> but when I came out of church, I wanted ritual. I wanted spirituality, and in fact, I think that ritual, meditating, prayer, that would be wildly beneficial to me but i was so afraid of it yeah so afraid of anything that even remotely resembled christianity um that i didn't look into anything for years i didn't look into anything what got me back into it was tarot tarot cards um and who helped me with that was Tucker, uh, the one of the one of the DJs from the from Mother Tucker and uh, Dykes on Mics, uh, Tucker Noir, and Dykes on Mics is with DJ Anya. But Tucker Noir is a very good friend of mine, and uh, they had kind of like they've always been like a few steps ahead, and we've had almost identical journeys. But mm. they were like they like started their journey a few years before I did. Okay, <clears throat> and. Uh, so they were kind of already at like the next phase where they had been getting into oracle decks and tarot decks and realizing the ritual and spirituality, how beneficial it was. And so they kind of helped me, gave me my first tarot deck. Um, and that has been wildly beneficial for me. And the ritual has been really great for me. I'm still learning and I'm still like getting into it. Um, and it's been really life-changing for me. And it helped me to realize that sometimes... How do I say this? So I thought that like the problem, I really enjoyed ritual. I attached ritual to prayer and church Mm -hmm. and religion. And then I was trying to get as far away from prayer, church, and religion as I possibly could. So I ran away from ritual. Yeah. And then I've looped all the way back to realize that the problem wasn't me or my appreciation of ritual or um, or uh, spirituality, the problem was with what Christianity, how it manipulated and changed that and defined mm-hmm. it for me. So sometimes just going back to the beginning, finding out why are we afraid of this? Why, yeah. why are ask we... Ask questions, ask yeah. The, ask questions, exactly. Like, okay, like prayer's triggering for me, but what... Why am I still drawn to it? Yeah. What aspects of prayer do I feel like might be beneficial for me? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the quiet time. Because if you think about it, the whole prayer and reading your Bible, starting out your day with prayer and reading your Bible, obviously not good. <laughs> Don't read your Bible. Don't read the Bible every day. <laughs> but taking 30 minutes of your day to be quiet, 
yeah. to talk to a higher power. Maybe that higher power is just the universe, the, the whatever. Reading a good book that helps you live a better life. I'm currently reading The Body Keeps the Score. That's how I start most of my mornings as I make coffee. I sit down, I read the, the Body Keeps the Score, and then I think about it because I read fucking four pages of that book, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, this is life-changing. Great way to start your day. Great yeah. way to start your day. So I think that one of the aspects of, you know, superstitious is is not is realizing that the problem isn't with the ritual or the fundamental aspects it's how christianity has um like defined it how they've changed it how they've like uh what's the word i'm looking for tainted it you know mm-hmm. to be something that feels bad even though it's not yeah. you know i mean when you're when you're when you're groomed like you've yeah. been um in a religion that the main pillar holding it up is fear mm-hmm. uh, it's very difficult to go uh just you, you don't just wake up one day and be like oh i'm no longer scared totally yeah you know um there's fear and like i i'm scared all the time because of terrified i have pt <laughs> severe ptsd from christianity severe severe so like and i've had to work through that and ask questions and and keep myself centered as much as possible and um but yeah like when you like how you said starting something or going into ritualistic things or or uh sorry um spiritualism yeah um is it like it's terrifying to do when you come out of christianity yeah so terrifying yeah it's triggering in mm-hmm. in this in the most genuine sense of the word it's triggering. I didn't realize that, like, one of my biggest trickers are tri- trickers. One of my biggest trickers sounds mm-hmm. like one of my biggest trickers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> triggers is um, uh, loud noises, sudden loud noises. Because oh my god, me too. My dad would scream and yell and slam doors. So I associate anything, literally anything over a certain decibel, um, makes meditating very hard. <laughs> yeah, because you're constantly on edge listening yeah. for any sound yeah. you can hear. So i also add any type of neurodivergency, which PTSD is considered neurodivergent. Like it does have very similar symptoms, exact symptoms to ADHD, uh, bipolar disorder, uh, fucking everything else, <laughs> like mm-hmm. so many other things. Mm-hmm. So you... You are, in addition to the things that PTSD comes with, like being hyper aware and um, on edge, you know, all of the other things that PTSD just comes with. So, yeah, you can hear everything and you're incredibly sensitive to sounds. And then, like, for me, like any loud noise is very triggering. I didn't realize, though, that triggers can also be like, oh, I'm going to sit. I'm going to, I'm going to, so guided meditations. Guided meditations sound like uh, prayer to me. They sound like prayer meetings. Sound like uh, TED Talks and like motivational speaking sound like sermons to me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't take them in for a really long time and I couldn't figure out why. And I realized it was because the structure of them was triggering. Yeah. 
it was like I couldn't read even like books about trauma, self-help books of any kind for a really long time because it would remind me. I would hear the structure of sermons and Sunday school lessons in these books, and it would be so triggering for me. I couldn't absorb the helpful information in them. Mm -hmm. Those absolute fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) They try to give me a book. I forget forget the name of the book, but some Christian cis white man um, wrote this book, and uh, (sighs) one of my... uh, conversion therapy they did try a little bit of conversion therapy on me and one of them was to read this book and i started reading it uh and it was like <laughs> man we're a man we need to be in the woods we need to fix things was we it like need to... into the wild or something yeah like, that. like yeah. something like that the call to the call of the I, wild yeah. or something like that it yeah. was so bullshit and like like Oh my so god! Disgusting. It was one of the dumbest things I've so ever dumb. read in my entire life. I was I went to a men's group, like a men's, like every Saturday. Which, mind you, my dad and my family lost their ever loving shit because I was leaving my spoiler alert. I was married for five years to a cis woman. I was leaving my wife for two to three hours every Saturday to go to this Christian men's group. But because the Christian men's group was run by someone not from our church, Uh they lost their ever loving shit because they thought I was being pulled away and that I was being a bad husband because I was leaving my wife. And then it got even worse. I, (laughs) I allowed her quote unquote to go to her own women's group. Now, mind you, these were Christians. And they were, we were reading Christian books. We were reading that dumbass, wild, <laughs> you know, Woods Christian man book yeah. that I just could not get into because it was it like, was garbage. men need to hunt, they need to kill things, and they need to camp and be out in the woods and, and fucking piss on trees to, yeah. to you know, <laughs> yeah. to connect with nature because God is nature and men are rah, so stupid. It was, it was one of the so dumbest awful. things. Yeah. But like... That was how absolutely ridiculous it was. You couldn't even better yourself within your own religion if they didn't follow your beliefs. Mm-hmm. So these these groups, like the women wore pants and wore makeup and did that kind of shit. So this was so this was just I was being a horrible, horrible Christian and a horrible, horrible husband because I was allowing my wife to go to a Christian group outside of our church. You heretic, heathen. Such a heathen. I mean, my dad, I'm not exaggerating. I would be at my parents' house and my dad would yell and scream at me of how horrible of a, a husband I was being and how horrible a person I was being going to this group. And then I would leave and go spend three or four hours with like a group of Christian men talking about how to be better people and how to manage our anger and how to like, like real life lessons. Dumbass motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're done. <laughs> Let's call it a day, people. <laughs> if, if I'm you, taking the dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the dog, dumbass. Um, if you would like to hear more of this bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> you should find our podcast that I never upload that I'm going to this week, I promise. <laughs> um if I learned anything from religion, it's don't make promises. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> don't make promises you can't keep, which are all of them. Uh, 
follow, like you can find our podcast, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. It's there. It's our turn, Queers and Cults. You can also follow our Instagram. It's our turn pod. Tony is doing a fucking fantastic job of sharing local queer stuff, sharing really good like uh, thoughts and, and, and things to think on and um, sometimes just really good funny stuff. That's just like we all need a good laugh. We all need a good laugh at the expense of Christians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can also email us. It's our turn pod at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, it's been super fun. This has been a really fun week. It's always fun to do this. I really enjoy it. Um, but if you're listening online right now...